At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. the sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back to Betting Across America here on VSIN. Of course, brought to you by BetMGM. Happy to be with you. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Jeff Parles. Wes, uh, we're getting closer to the MLB first half completing. And right now, uh, the, uh, the Red Sox hoping that it can be Completed as quickly as possible. Yeah, not soon enough, by the way. 13 to 8, or 13 to 2 now, and I should say, in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, Matt Carpenter just continues to mash, by the way. He's the one that really busted this game open with another double. Uh, just to see him, I think in like 90-some plate appearances, I'm trying to remember the approximate number. He's already got like mid-30s RBI. So this guy, Matt Carpenter, uh, what is he hitting now? It was uh, 359. Uh, so now down to 354, Matt Carpenter. Uh, and this was a guy who wasn't even on a roster to start the season. So uh, Yankees 13-2. to uh, Pain about to end for the Red Sox here in the top of the ninth. The magical mustache for Matt Carpenter. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, he still has <laughs> something left. You know, a lot of a lot of folks, uh, including myself, thought, okay, maybe this guy didn't have anything, but Yankees took a chance and it's paying off. Uh, another final though in the AL East, the Tampa Bay Rays get it done over the Orioles seven to five. So now the O is back to five hundred. They had cleared it a little bit. And now they're back to 500, but still, I don't know if any of us expected 46 and 46 head into the All-Star break for the Orioles. They're going to be over the win total by the by the middle of August, right? Easily, that'll Easily. be the first one to be settled, more than likely. Yeah, no, no, 100. percent They're going to be the first ones to be settled, and and they, look, they're right, they're right in this thing, Wes. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. they were the one team that I think a lot of teams that are competitive were pinpointing as all right. We could trade for Jorge Lopez, who's been great as a closer for them this year. We could trade for a guy like Trey Mancini. But now that the Orioles are in this thing, it'll be interesting to see do, what do they, they do. want to be sellers. What do they because, do? Because I know Peter Angelos, you know, always kind of claiming poverty with this organization, but they built up a core a little bit here. A lot of these guys, you know, it's like they've been so bad for several years. They've been the drag of the of all of Major League Baseball, and now you're in this. I, I don't think you could be a big seller at the deadline. No, you you absolutely cannot. If you're Baltimore, you have to you have to go with it. You mm-hmm. have to you you at least you know what the thing is actually. You can be selected, right? You can be selected. If you want to trade a guy like Mancini? Okay. But maybe you keep Lopez, mm-hmm. even though even though it would be a little bit nonsensical to keep Lopez because his value is as high as it's ever going to probably be, Wes. 
Yeah, you want to keep the young core though. I think they they would like to keep Mount Castle. Oh yeah, they're not trading. They're not trading Ma- Mount Castle. Obviously, Rutschman's mm-hmm. uh, untouchable. They're not going to trade Mullins. Like they're not going to trade those guys. Right. So that would that would be my guess with Baltimore at the trade deadline coming sooner rather than later. Uh, other scores in baseball before we uh, look at these divisional races. How about this? How about the Oakland Athletics looking to take two out of three? From the the Astros, the they swing lead, and A's, right? The, the A's leading the eighth, four to three. Was the swing minus and miss and A's, I more, minus one sixty five, uh, up a run in the eighth inning, right? Yeah, there. Stephen Vote with a base hit uh, scores Pender in the top of the eighth inning. So now four to three, Oakland Athletics. You know, Brady always calls them the swing and A's. I'm like the swinging and missing A's because that's exactly what they've been this year. This is not a very good lineup, even though Paul Blackburn, their lone all star, has been kind of the one bright spot for this team, but. You know, this is the thing with the Astros. Like, when they get into the second half of the season, they're going to be up double-digit games, you know, depending on how the Mariners, if they continue their run. By the way, the Mariners now 6-1 to one here. They busted it open top of the seventh, looking to complete the sweep down there in the Metroplex. Uh, but with the Astros, when you get to the second half of the season, you're wondering, okay, are they going to put the foot off the gas? If they don't think they can catch the Yankees, it's like, okay, let's just wrap the division then we could skip a skip starts here and there with Verlander, rest some guys, and then be healthy to eventually get the Yankees in the playoffs. They they're the most intriguing case in September this year, Wes, because they're probably pretty much locked into the two seed in the American League. Mm-hmm. They're not going to blow the West. They're very unlikely to catch the Yankees, who are just so far out in front of everybody. I, I think you probably will see the the the, uh, the foot taken off the gas. Yeah, that that's what now. kind of concerned me a little bit when we look. And now I know we'll get to the awards market later, but with Justin Verlander, you know, okay, are they going to all of a sudden maybe skip a start or two? Because keep in mind, what is he now? Like thirty eight or thirty nine? He is late into his thirties, just coming back from coming Tommy off, John. Coming off Tommy John, no less. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. The Mets lead the Cubs two to one in the eighth. Cubs have the tying run on first. Again, the Mets are trying to sweep a four-game series at Wrigley here. Mm-hmm. And 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 doing a very good job of it so far. There is one on, though, here in the bottom of the eighth that is uh, Smith on in relief uh, for the New York Metropolitans. Morrell, by the way, the man on base with an infield single, Wilson Contreras up. But, uh, yeah, the Cubs, uh, you know, they got on a little run where they played good ball for about two weeks, and then they got swept at home by the Orioles, now looking to do the same against the Mets. Yeah, I just – I. I don't think the Cubs should be as awful as they are. Uh, yeah. I, I I don't think they're any good, but they have more talent than a lot of these other really bad teams mm-hmm. that are in baseball this year. Uh, the West, ownership not very popular, though. Yeah, not, 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 not their favorites. Look at the Mariners again. They're doing it again. Three spot in the sevens at 6-1 over Texas. Just continuing to... To destroy everything in their past, West. Yeah, and and look, I gave up. I I, I tried to go against him one time. I was like, well, I don't think so. And then I tried again a second time. Not going to fool me three times. I wasn't going to go against this team because sometimes we can get stubborn where it's like, okay, this is where the streak is going to end. This is where we go against it. You can't be stubborn as a better sometimes. Sometimes you got to admit when you're licked and just move on to something else. Again, Seattle has went it really the, the 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 turning point in the Seattle season was the the idiocy by the Angels throwing throwing at J-Rod obviously hitting Winker Remember and then, Jesse Winker and, 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 uh, and that was a few weeks ago I think yeah. here on a Sunday and then uh the the nice little Twitter meme that came out afterwards somebody door dashed yes. a pizza <laughs> to the Angels clubhouse for Jesse Winker 
and 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 did a like I don't know if it was a GoFundMe or what the thing was, but to pool some money to tip the guy, and the guy made a nice little nut on it to tip to uh, bring the pizza to the Angels Clubhouse. Jesse Winker said, "I got the pizza. Thank you very much." But uh, defending the honor of the Mariners, and uh, ever since then. That's lit a fire under him. And speaking of a fire, Cubs now runners on the corners and nobody out. Ian Happ, rumored to be on the trading block uh, to get some assets there, trying to drive the tying run in for the Cubs. Yeah, no, Seattle, after that game, they did lose that game that day. Seattle was 34-40. and 40. Mm-hmm. If they win today, they're 51-42. and 42. Yes. It's a pretty darn good stretch. Wes. I know. Well, home home girl ordered the pizza, and it's been off to the races. Yeah, just uh, the Seattle again, gone from now. Uh, it could be probably like minus 190, minus, maybe even minus 200 entering the All-Star break to make the playoffs when this is all said and done uh, there. Wes, just looking at uh, the American League Central, you, we mentioned it earlier. The White Sox are going to win in Minnesota today, barring an all-time calamity to get within three games of the Twins, 11 nothing as they play in the ninth. Entering today, the Twins are a minus 105 favorite at BetMGM to win the American League Central still. The White Sox, even though they're behind Cleveland, plus 150, the Guardians, plus 450, and then forget about the bottom two teams. They have no chance. Yeah. Uh, 250 to 1 on the Tigers, 750 to 1 on the uh, Omaha Storm Chasers slash Kansas City Royals. Uh, don't bet on either of those teams. Just don't bother with the bottom two. We, we talked about this earlier. The White Sox schedule in the second half is so ridiculously easy in comparison to all of baseball. And and even though they have underachieved, a lot of injuries, a lot of questionable decisions by Tony La Russa, some underachieving mixed in there as well on top of everything else, this still kind of feels like, all right, well, it's probably your last chance to get a reasonable number on the White Sox potentially yeah. here. Yeah, and, and I know I was talking, I think I was doing a show with Femi and we had Cody Decker on. Right. And Cody Decker's like, I think there's still a buy sign for this White Sox team because they, they had been so disappointing and everybody's all over La Russa and everybody's all over this ball club. Even uh, the big hurt, Frank Thomas, on their pre and post game show there in Chicago, NBC Sports Chicago or whatever it's called now. Uh, but he was like, you know what? These guys are almost like too cool. Like they're too casual. Like where's the grid? Where's the, you know, go for it here? You know, you don't want to be too cool. Coolest for the club, as they say. So. Now you're seeing, I think, a little bit of a sense of urgency from the White Sox, especially uh, uh, plating some runs, finally getting that offense going. Now, if they can go ahead and, and you know find something with this starting pitching, they certainly have found it with Dylan Cease, but they've got to get Giolito a little bit better. And I don't think Giolito is necessarily far off, but I do think Lance Lynn, he definitely needs a break because usually Lance Lynn is really better early in the season, and then he kind of pe- peters off or tapers off a little bit late, but... He's got to be better, I think, for this team to go anywhere. Yeah, I, there are a lot of pieces that have to be better yes. for them to realistically make a run. And, and again, uh, Cleveland's been a nice story. I just don't think they have enough behind, uh, obviously, Jose Ramirez, who's been absolutely spectacular. Yet again, all-star starter, home run derby. Uh, just hasn't been the same. Uh, just not enough behind him, even though Andres Jimenez will start the all-star game at second base thanks to Altuve's injuries. So. Right. Uh, but other than those two guys, they really uh, don't have too much behind Ground them. ball from Hap does score the run from third, Morrell. So now all tied at two, bottom of the eighth at Wrigley. Well, let's go extra innings for the third consecutive game in that series now. <laughs> Get the, uh, the, 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 uh, the random wheel that is uh, uh, baseball uh, extra innings at this point. Which, by the way, I will tell you, Wes, I, I, I may 
not like myself in in the future for saying this, but I have I don't hate the Ghost Runner as much as I used to. It just feels like it's part of the game now, unfortunately. Really? Yeah, I don't hate it as much. I don't like it. I don't like it. But I think I have. I, I, I we're, we're at the point where I have uh, you know fashioned who, myself. You know to who be loves the it. Ghost Runner the most? Oh. Our ticket riders in racing sports books because <laughs> then because you always have to stay for that last game to finish because it's like is there somebody in the book waiting to cash a ticket they like this to end no more 17 inning games and staying till two or three in the morning yeah no you you make a very valid point there mo dakill is going to join us next a bunch of basketball to get to we'll see what mo takes from the summer league and then we'll also see where some of the stars that could be on the move this offseason where mo thinks they're going to end up that's next betting across america At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM Sports. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering option, along with in-game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the Strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and friend-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. You must be 21 or older, physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700. Happy to be with you here on a Sunday afternoon here in Vegas. I'm Jeff Parles, Wes Reynolds alongside. Cubs have taken the lead on the Mets, an RBI uh, single for the Cubs to give them a 3-2 lead, trying to avoid the sweep at home that was uh it was a horner who just drove in Contreras from second to give the cubs a 3-2 lead in the bottom of the eighth so uh, we'll keep you updated on other scores in baseball in a little bit but now with us of course uh, of the athletic of uh the jumpball.net mo dakil joins us right now mo uh thanks for being with us today uh you were in vegas last week uh for summer league and i just want to ask you uh what do you when you're watching summer league games, what are you looking for for takeaways on players or 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 ways organizations conduct themselves during the during the summer league? What are you looking at when you're watching these games? 
See, I think the misconception with Summer League, and first, thank you for having me on the show. I always love popping on with you guys. I think the biggest misconception is Summer League for the, the rookies. And that's not really the case. You know, the most important guys in Summer League are the second-year and third-year players. Those are the guys you want to see after they've been through the NBA the first time around. How do they roll through and handle it Summer League? Now that they know what's expected of them, now they know how to handle themselves, how do they continue on? And, and what do they look like after a year in the NBA? So guys like James Wiseman, Moses Moody, and, and Jonathan Kaminga of the Warriors, Huge, right? Like, Summer League's huge for those guys, especially uh, Wiseman, who has been injured for most of it, and we're getting a kind of another look at him. So those are the kind of the, the most important guys. And then, of course, you just want to make sure your rookie doesn't suck. Mo, we really had a, kind of a condensed schedule. Obviously, the finals getting done. Golden State wins another NBA title. Then you go right into the draft, and then you went right into free agency and had all the movement amongst, amongst that. And then the Summer League... Now do we get kind of the calm before the storm here? And I'm referring obviously to a lot of the trades that we expect to happen. You know, where is Kyrie Irving going to go? Where is Kevin Durant going to go? Is that Donovan Mitchell deal going to get done finally with Utah in New York? Uh, do you anticipate this getting done sooner rather than later? Or do you think this is going to drag maybe into August and September? So I think the Donovan Mitchell one's going to get done sooner than later. We've all heard the reports. We've all seen, you know, the Knicks are hot after Donovan Mitchell. We're going to see what the, I think they're probably negotiating around the clock, and this is just me guessing more than anything else. But I think they're, I think that is soon to later. I think the Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving trades are way more complicated, not as cut and dry. I think the scenario is, you know, the teams that KD wants to go to actually don't have the assets or just don't have guys that they can move to Brooklyn to make the, the, the trade enticing in that area for them. And I think with Kyrie, if you're the Nets, you're like, hey, we're going to wait till the KD thing gets resolved before we move Kyrie. And I think, you know, unless somebody comes away and blows us away with an offer for Kyrie. So I think that one's going to drag out. So you're keeping score at home. I think the Donovan Mitchell one will get done pretty soon. I mean, every time Woj tweets out something saying the Utah Jazz have agreed, my eyes pop up and then right. I'm the two-way guy or, 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 or got a new coach. And I'm just like, Okay, like we need to change the wording here. And and <laughs> like it needs to be a like not a not a trade alert kind of deal. <laughs> and let me ask you about that deal, Mo. Are you a little bit surprised that the Knicks are this player for Donovan Mitchell? Because it seemed like what Leon Rose and company wanted to do in New York, they didn't want to quote unquote tank, but they wanted to secure some draft capital to be at least do somewhat of a rebuild or a restructure here. They get Jalen Brunson from Dallas. Now you're bringing in Donovan Mitchell, who's more of an offensive-dominated player. Is it just the pressure for the Knicks where they feel like, okay, we got to have a superstar here? Because this just didn't seem like the ideal fit, at least on the surface to me, for Donovan Mitchell. Well, I, I push back a little bit on that. One, I think they were acquiring draft capital for this very move at some point, whether it was for Donovan Mitchell or somebody down the road. They were loading up on that stuff because the thing is, especially like a team like Utah right now, after they moved Gobert for like a million picks, they're looking to tank, right? So now they just want draft assets. That's why R.J. Barrett's probably not going to be in the trade. The Jazz don't want to have somebody that they're going to have to extend the contract for. They're looking for guys that they can kind of have super young guys and have control of for the next few years and not have to worry about signing an extension and allow them to tank so that they can be bad enough and get a lot of bites at the apple. So I think that's the thing there. And I think when you look at Donovan Mitchell with Jalen Brunson, 
I think Brunson is actually a good pairing with him. In essence, it's a little bit of a small backcourt, so I'm a bit concerned defensively. But I think what you have is, you know, Brunson kind of being the second creator off of Mitchell's drives and things like that. Not that different than what he was doing with Luka Doncic in, in Dallas. And I think that's going to be something that will help uh, Donovan Mitchell it would, in the Knicks if he gets there. Mo Dakil with us right now, uh, covering the NBA, of course, for The Athletic and JumpBall.net. Uh, Mo, Mo, just uh, just looking at the Durant and Irving things, because this obviously, we're, at, we're past the point where where Phoenix could be a realistic player, unless if there's really a lot of salary cap uh, finagling by them. You're at the point with New Orleans where, oh, maybe Zion could be flipped. Nope, that's done with Zion now. Uh, being uh, being under that rookie extension. Just for Durant, before we get to Kyrie here, what do you think the chances are that Durant and, well, actually, well, Kyrie and two, chances they both actually are Brooklyn Nets on opening night? I think it's more likely than not. I think, you know, if you're Brooklyn, you know, everybody always talks about, like, hey, Brooklyn doesn't have the leverage. Hey, they signed for four years. They have the leverage. They don't have to take a deal unless they like the deal. And, and, and I think they don't have to feel pressured for it in that scenario. And I think with all of that, listen, Kyrie Irving tried to negotiate, tried to find a sign and trade and found out he doesn't have any trade value. <laughs> Nobody jumped at the, the opportunity to sign him to a max contract. And that kind of had to send a signal to him of like, Hey, my value may not be as high as it should be. I think if you're Brooklyn, I think you just got to say, Hey man, look, tell Katie, if a right deal comes for us, that's, that makes sense. We'll move you, and we won't put you in a bad place. We won't just send you to Sacramento or something like that. Sorry, I took a cheap shot at Sacramento. Um, <laughs> but we won't just send you into the, you know, the, the, a team that doesn't have a chance to contend or make the playoffs. But we're not going to send you to one of those places for pennies on the dollar. You shouldn't want to go for pennies on the dollar. And I think that's the scenario, and that's why I think we're going to end up with both of those guys starting opening night in Brooklyn. And uh, Mo, uh, we've been obviously looking at Kyrie. The, the rumors with the Lakers have been abound that maybe he and LeBron can finally reunite. They're going to be playing in the Drew League Pro-Am here very shortly. That came out this week. Lakers the favorite right now, minus 160 to end up with Kyrie Irving. But I, 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 I mean, I'm just wondering what pieces are going to be able to work. Obviously, it has to pretty much involve Russell Westbrook. Uh, going to Brooklyn if this is going to be a two-team deal or maybe if it's even going to be a third team. Do you think the longer this goes, the less likely we're going to see Kyrie in purple and gold? I think eventually we're just going to see him in purple and gold. I think the, the sticking point right now is the Lakers don't want to include a second first-round pick, and the Nets are not trying to acquire Russell Westbrook, pay him more than they're paying Kyrie, and only get one draft pick out of that. I don't think, you know, that's something that's, that's interesting to them. That's why we always hear the machinations of a three-team deal and, and, and you know, somebody's going to buy out Russ. Those things get complicated when you try to add a third team. That's why we don't see them as often as we think. And I think that's why we're going to have a situation where eventually Kyrie will end up there. I think the Lakers are more desperate than the Nets, right? The Lakers missed the playoffs. LeBron's not getting any younger. You know, uh, the situation with Russ has been absolutely toxic. I mean, you guys saw it, like – LeBron goes to summer league. That's up everybody. I'm pretty sure I got a high five from LeBron, and doesn't he doesn't even go over and say what's up to Russell Westbrook. So I think there's a weird dynamic going on, and and you know Darvin Ham can spit out all the quotes of how he's excited to coach Russ and things like that. It doesn't look that way in terms of LeBron's not excited to play for him, and you know the Lakers for the most part have handed their organization the clutch and LeBron, 
So I don't feel like it's going to be a, I think eventually they'll cave and give in that second round pick. That second, excuse me, that second first round pick. He's Modak Hill. You can find his great work at the Athletic and the Jumpball.net. Uh, Mo, Mo Dakill underscore NBA on the tweets as well. Mo, always a pleasure to catch up with you. Uh, we'll, we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thank you guys. Thank you, Mo. Absolutely. Good Good to talk with Mo Dakill as always. I, Wes, I, I'll say this because I was in the camp that the Nets were going to move both Kyrie and Durant mm-hmm. uh, e- e- even not that long ago. But the longer this goes, it's pretty evident that those guys starting the season with right, Brooklyn right. and probably, let's face it, finishing said season with Brooklyn, sooner rather than later, betting both of those guys to play their next minute with the Nets makes some sense. Would you get in on a, like an Eastern Conference or a championship? Yeah, I think sport? I think if you think they're going to stay, yeah, I think you have to be obligated because if they play the whole season and Kyrie doesn't disappear again right <laughs> they're 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 as good as anyone still at least with the top two guys we're going back to baseball mvp race is next this is betting across america on vsin the sports betting network before you make your next bet be sure to visit vsin.com to check the current betting splits data want to know where the money and bets are moving on every game. Betting Splits page is updated every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where pu- the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting Splits, another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter better year-round. Check it out today. Betting Splits, vsin.com for every game. It is betting across America. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. He is Wes Reynolds, and Wes, uh, just uh, looking now to, we are getting ever so closer to the the All-Star break now, only now after the Cubs finish off the Mets, only four games left on the board right now, Mariners and Rangers, Padres and Diamondbacks, Brewers and Giants. Yeah, Giants all over the Brewers. This has been a bad series, by the way, for the Milwaukee Brewers, and it's like, do we have panic time now with Josh Hader? Josh Hader's uh, had a rough week or two here as the Brewers closer. Angels and Dodgers. Uh, wait, the Angels, the Angels and Dodgers. They aren't do not playing? play. What? They do not play. <laughs> they got to prepare. Here. They got to prepare for the festivities. Apparently. <laughs> wait a second here. We played a two-game series on a Friday and a Saturday. That's correct. That's brilliant. Hey, well done. Well done, guys. Uh, so yeah, there you go. I was like, oh, game's missing. Nope. Like, yeah, because like I kind of looked instead. at that, too. I was like, okay, where are these guys? But apparently they have the rare Sunday off. Sure. Why, why not? Why not on that? Uh, but let's go to these award races here, because well, let's start with the one that, that uh, seemingly is going to be the point of conflict for a lot mm-hmm. over the second half. And that is the AL MVP race between Otani and Judge, which I think it's safe to say at this point. This is a two-horse race. Yeah. It is the two of them. Otani's your betting favorite right now. Bet MJ minus 105. Judges at plus 160. I don't think anyone else is worth the bet at this point. Because you Yeah, not, there you, were some people that did like Alvarez not, at about 15 to 1. But yeah, uh and by and by the way, the Astros uh do take a do loss lose, here. Yeah. Oakland goes uh two at three down there in Houston. But now Alvarez missed a few games with injury. Yeah, I don't I don't see a lot of value necessarily. I understand the people that scooped up the 15 and 20 to 1, but at this point, I would not bet that. 
he's going to be out too long when this is all said. Yeah. And that's the problem for Alvarez, even though he's been incredible mm-hmm. this year. He's just going to miss too and much time. And the Astros also kind of like they might get the by committee treatment, whereas the Yankees, even though it's not all Aaron Judge, Aaron he's Judge one, is, is going to get the one. Now he's at 33, and that's who I did bet preseason at 20 to 1 for AL MVP. But now Aaron Judge, all of a sudden, not the favorite because the Otani, uh, uh, maybe Jason Weingarten is willing this to happen here with Shohei Otani based on uh, his tickets. But yeah, Otani now minus 105. And I understand that there's goodwill also for Otani. That's one thing you got to factor in with the voting because we've had some national commentators like, Ah, this guy with the language bearer, he can't be the face of Major League Baseball, and yet people love him everywhere he goes because they're entertained by him because we don't have a player like him and hadn't had a player like him in many years that not only can excel at the plate but also uh, on the mound. So I was thinking, okay, I got to think maybe voters want to reward Shohei Otani, but are they going to do it with MVP or are they maybe going to do it with Cy Young? And you've started to see the Cy Young odds uh, drift a little bit. I think just a couple weeks ago, he's like 10 to 1. Now down to 7 to 1, the clear third choice behind Shane McClanahan and Justin Verlander. You know, the, the, the Cy Young race in the American League is, is interesting to me for one reason and one reason only. And it is the innings total that what will Tampa be willing to do with McClanahan? Mm-hmm. Because we know how the Rays operate. As an organization, they don't let their starters go long. McClanahan is on a run. We're legitimately going into his last start. Had gone six innings, struck out seven in 11 straight games, which is the first time, by the way, that ever happened in the American League. Yeah. They've been playing American League baseball for a very, very long time. So I'm just interested to see how long does Tampa let McClanahan keep actually going full length and starts before they slow him down a little bit before right. a potential playoff run. And then also, too, as we know, narratives are very important when we're talking about people voting. Justin Verlander coming off of Tommy John surgery mm-hmm. nearly at the age of 40. I for, for, for me, if I were voting, Justin Verlander would be third, maybe even fourth in this, behind McClanahan and behind Otani for sure, and maybe even behind Dylan Cease at this point, right. who's leading the American League in strikeouts. Because that's what does concern me yeah. is that, look, I think that there's goodwill for Verlander for the very reason you mentioned, obviously being you know on the back nine of his career and to be able to come back from Tommy John and do what he's doing. But because he's on the back end of a career and 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 off of Tommy John surgery, do you really want to burn this guy in games that are going to be, I don't want to say meaningless, they all count, but you've got such a big lead out there in the AL West and even as hot as the Mariners are, they're not catching them. They're not catching Houston. So it's like, Okay, when do you start to be a little bit more liberal with how you use Justin Verlander, or at least maybe I should say a little bit more, you know, conservative in terms of being cautious, where you skip a start here and there, where it's like, okay, you know, we're going to keep you out of the rotation. We're going to, you know, put one of our middle relief guys and make him a starter in the rotation. Or when you have call-ups in September, where the Astros, we know, will have likely clinched the division, clinched the playoff spot in the American League. So that's what you worry about is like, okay, you know, they're going to go ahead and just kind of, you know, rest him a little bit and not really extend him too much because they're going to need him in a seven game series against the New York Yankees. If that's the eventual ALCS, you would hope it's the eventual ALCS. Yes. I mean, again, it's, but weird things can happen. It's July 17th. It's baseball. Weird things happen. 
we're still on the we're still on the crash course for an Astros and Yankees uh, American League Championship Series. I, I, the NL Cy Young, the NL Cy Young race, uh, Sandy Alcantara or Alcantara, I should say, after a loss, Wes, mm-hmm. after a loss, went from minus one hundred five to minus one thirty. That's how good he's been this yeah. year, and that's how also too I think the field has backtracked in a big way in the National League. You have Alcantara at minus one thirty, Burns. At plus 650, Musgrove at 11-1. Tony Gonsolin, who somehow the Dodgers bailed him out of losing his first game of the right. year uh, earlier in the week at 13-1. Freed at 16-1. Rodon and Wheeler at 18-1. Scherzer 30-1. Nola at 35-1. No one else north of that, I think, yeah. is realistically in this thing. Wes, uh, call me crazy here. I think Aaron Nola 35-1 is actually worth a bet. These guys, by the way, both of these Phillies pitchers, if you really look at them. Uh, now, 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 how much do the voters kind of look at the advanced metrics here? Because if you look at uh, uh, Nola, by the way, does get a win, goes eight and a third, mm-hmm. double-digit strikeouts. But you look, and, you know, Nola now it will be six and seven in 19 starts, but you look at the numbers under three on the XPIP, uh, 335 on the ERA. That was going into today. And Zach Wheeler, even better, eight and five and 17 starts, 289 ERA, 308 on the XPIP. Both these guys just under 10 strikeouts per nine innings. Neither of these guys give up a lot of home runs, but uh, less than one per nine innings for both of these guys. They have really good numbers. Like the metrics guys are going to say, man, why aren't these guys getting consideration? But are the voters going to do the same? I think Sandy Alcantara, by the way, the absolute justifiable favorite because he's had to go deep in games because, look, we talked about the Miami Marlins earlier. Not a very good hitting team. Not a team that's going to exactly give you a lot of run support on a night-in and night-out basis. So Sandy Alcantara is a guy that has to have heavy pitch counts, that has to go over 100 pitches, that has to go at least into the seventh inning really to give this team a chance. Nine and four, by the way, in 19 starts. Uh, Not a big strikeout guy, but has such good command and gets so many ground balls, gets out of jams. 176 ERA for the Marlins uh, ace. He's been incredible. And he's basically getting the Jacob DeGrom treatment. Yes. That's essentially what he's getting mm-hmm. over these last, uh, this whole season. He's been almost DeGrommy. And, and, right. and, and the Marlins don't have as much as they should to show for it in his start. Uh, we already talked a little bit about the AL Cy Young. On the NL MVP race, Goldschmidt's your favorite right now? I don't think he should be your odds-on favorite. He should not be minus 110 like he is. I have no problem with him being the favorite. Right. But minus 110 seems aggressively priced. Mm-hmm. Wes, it's very simple for me, and I know you could have had a better number on him, a much better number on him, not that long ago. The bet is Austin Riley. Absolutely. That is the bet right now because for some, somehow he was not on the original All-Star team, which is just ridiculous. He got added yesterday. But Austin Riley could very easily, Wes, lead the National League in homers and doubles. And be on a team if the Braves catch the Mets and win the NL East, could be on the second best team in the league very easily. And even if they don't catch them, the Braves are the third best team in the National League anyway. So for me, I again, you could have had a much better number not that long ago, but Austin Riley at fourteen to one still. And you feels look at good. the fact that the face of the franchise, Freddie Freeman, is now in Los Angeles, and then Acuna. 
who was in line to maybe be considered for the MVP last year got hurt. He's still trying to work his way back and kind of get his power back. So it's really been Riley that has been the man that has been carrying this team, I think. And, you know, Matt Olson obviously has contributed to that as well. Yeah, the, the only two that I would bet right now with the numbers that you have, I would bet bets at 11 to 1, and I would bet Riley at 14. Those would be the two I'd look at on Those that would list be the two. Well. All right. Again, if you want to take a shot on Trey Turner, I don't hate that either at 20 to 1. We're going to wrap this thing up. When we get back, more on baseball, more on some football as well. Betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties. Located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide, Ben and Jim Rewards. Sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on a BetMGM app. Sign up now with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older to place a wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Guy JVT follows us mm-hmm. with the inaugural edition of Football Betting Guide. Yes. We uh a little mix of everything, won't it be, Wes? Yeah, it's going to be, uh, I think, college-heavy early and then some pro, obviously. Uh, we are all hard at work on the uh, college football betting guide. I've got some work to do, actually, tonight on uh, some of the things that are due this week. So uh, we'll be hard at work on that uh, going forward. Uh, one little note, because Please. we did touch on it earlier, this from uh, Pete Abraham, at Pete Abe on Twitter, who is the Red Sox beat reporter for the Boston Globe. Talk to Chris Sale. He's going to see a specialist in Boston tonight or tomorrow. Sale was confident that he's going to pitch again this season. Red Sox didn't give a timetable, but Sale said about four to six weeks, so they will know more likely tomorrow afternoon. Oh, that's an alarming statement. Expect to pitch again this season? Yes. For, uh, again, Sale, who we finally saw earlier in the week, was awesome in Tampa, and then takes a, a ball off his pinky on his on his pitching hand mm-hmm. today. Uh, and it was pretty gnarly looking. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> pretty gnarly looking. 
For sure. And the, and the club didn't give the timetable. That was Chris Sale, obviously. So there's going to be a couple different timetables, you would think. Wes, uh, we'll do things a little bit differently here in this last segment since we're basically into the all-star break here. There's a pretty significant line, line of elite to middle to me in both leagues. The Yankees and the Astros are elite in the American League. Yes. The Dodgers, Mets, and Braves, to me, are elite. And then there's a gap to the next teams. Of the five teams I haven't mentioned, who's the one team outside of that? those five that if they end up winning the commissioner's trophy, that would be the one team you look to pinpoint outside of that top five this year? Okay, so the top five so, so you the, gave me are the Yankees, Yankees and Astros, the, Astros, and the, Americans, the so, Mets, Braves, and Dodgers. Yeah, so the, it's the top three right now record-wise in the NL, even though the Braves would technically be in a wild-card game. And the Yankees and the Astros, who are very much out in front of everyone else in the American League. Okay, so I got to pick a team outside that yes. top five. Yes. Right now, the Blue Jays okay. have the six shortest odds. And I want to get uh, one per league. I'm going to pick two. Please. Please. In the American League, I am going to go with the Chicago White Sox. Well, I don't, there we I, go. I don't want to be a prisoner of the moment here, but they are back to 500. They're starting to hit. And we know that this team has some pop in that lineup. And they're finally healthy. Look, Grandal's still not back. We know Mendick out for the season uh, with the ACL injury. But they're about as full strength as they've been. That is a statement series. And you never want to necessarily overreact because there's a 162-game season. How can you overreact to, like, just a handful of games or, or one series? But that's a statement to go there in Minnesota and, and pound the Twins, which they did this weekend to say, okay, this is still our house, and you got to wonder if that's going to put some doubt in the Twins' mind, like, okay, you know, here they come, uh-oh. So I think the White Sox in the American League is who I would pick, and in the National League, that's a little bit tougher because I do think the Padres, I don't think it's going to be a precipitous collapse like it was last season under Jace Tingler when he bowled the, burned the bullpen out basically by about this time last year. But the Padres are kind of showing some decline. When are they going to finally get Tatis back? And they've, they've been had a little bit in terms of, uh, you know, some of the starters. We've seen a little bit of aggression. The starters have been so good this year with Darvish and with Musgrove, obviously, as a Cy Young candidate. But starting to show some signs. The Padres make me a little nervous. I know you were talking about that with me during one of the breaks. But I... I am going to go. I'm going to go ahead and pick one. It's not with very much confidence, but the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. If they can get healthy with the pitching, because I I, I think, look, the bats and, and all the old guys have done very well. Goldschmidt, of course, now the NL MVP favorite, and Nolan Arenado has had a hell of a season, but the thing that does worry me about the Cardinals, I am banking on a little bit of health being restored to this team because they now have a lot of injuries on that pitching staff. Uh, Steven Matz uh, about to come back. And, you know, so he has been out since uh, about mid to late May. Dakota Hudson now on the injured list with the neck injury. Jack Flaherty, who they did bring back. Now he is back with the shoulder. I don't know. Maybe he gets back toward the end of the season. It's a 60-day injured list. Jordan Hicks has been on and off. Alex Reyes, I don't know if he's going to pitch this season. But the Cardinals need some help. But when in doubt, they're kind of a team I trust a little bit, Jeff, because this isn't a team, even though they've shown some power this year, this is a team that, like, paper cuts you to death. They get singles. They get doubles. Mm -hmm. They make smart plays. They have smart veterans. Uh, Yadi Molina, by the way, I think he's got to be coming back in relatively short order as well. So, 
the Cardinals would be my team outside that top three in the National League. The You know, the NL, I know I'll pick a team just for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. I don't think any... I don't think anyone outside the top three. No, I mean, it was a reach for me to go ahead and pick the Cardinals. No, I I understand that. I actually have the same team as you if we're going to go outside of it. But their offense has been a disaster recently. And I don't fully trust their pitching. Kind of exactly what you just said. Where, I, for me, it's very tepidly the Cardinals. Mm -hmm. Because the Brewers Brewers potentially have a massive issue on their hands. Because Josh Hader, all of a sudden, has completely lost his mind. Yes. Completely lost himself. And, and you know, reason. I thought I was asked that question earlier in the week and, you know, had less of a sample size, obviously, but I was thinking, eh, it's an aberration. You know, sometimes you hit a little bit of a rough spot. You don't want to overreact. But what we saw in San Francisco. Disaster. I mean, yeah. the, the three homers, including a walk-off granny on mm-hmm. Friday night. Because this is a guy that went into, what, June, not giving up an earned run. And then all of a sudden, remember when the Phillies got on that win streak the week after they fired Girardi and they swept the Brewers up there in Miller Park. Yeah, and they, and they touched him up for two home runs, and that was the first chink in the armor, and he really hasn't seemed to get right since. That's uh, American Family Field now, Wes. Come on now. Oh, it is American <laughs> Family Field. Okay. <laughs> also a Wisconsin company. Yes, but uh, on the American League side, the American League side, you can get a little, you can get more creative. And I don't want to be prisoner in a moment here, Wes, but the Seattle Mariners actually would be an interesting one if you want to take a long shot. You want to really go down the board. They're 66 to 1 still, even with this 13 game winning streak at Bet MGM to win it all. Now, the one problem when you have a youthful team like this is you can run into the wall mm-hmm. and then it's done. But they are really talented and their lineup is very good. The big question would be do they have enough pitching depth to get, get, right. get there? But if they get to the four seed, they get to the four seed and have that three-game series. Let's say they make the playoffs first. They get the four seed and have the three-game series at home. Granted, going to Tampa might not be a disaster either. Mm-hmm. But I think that would be a very scary series for the Yankees in the best of five if they drew the Seattle Mariners. Well, if you look at the top two, uh, Logan Gilbert obviously has been really the best pitcher yes. on the staff. Ten and three out of 19 starts, 276 ERA. Robbie Ray, if he can stay right, that's always a concern. If he's the Robbie Ray in Toronto last year, then the Mariners very well could Starting be in business. Starting to look a lot better now. Yeah, because the walks are going down a little bit because now the walks are just below three per nine innings, but that's what happens with Robbie Ray. The strikeouts are a little bit down, still about 10.5 per nine innings, uh, and he's always going to be a somewhat of a strikeout pitcher, but there are times when Robbie Ray can walk the world. And you get very worried about that guy. You know, he gets in that fifth inning, then all of a sudden he gets in that jam, and he's put two on via the walk and then gives up a three-run homer. So that's the concern. You know, some of these guys at the bottom of the rotation, we know what they are. Marco Gonzalez has been a fade pitcher for me most of the year and been cashing tickets accordingly. Chris Flexen, you know, he, he's he's been okay. He's a pitch-to-weak contact guy, basically. You know, ERA just a little bit under four. But it is all about the pitching. They're going to have to have somebody, maybe it's George Kirby uh, or somebody else that's going to step up and be that good third starter in a short series, assuming they get that wild card spot. Yeah, and, and then you look at the other the other side, the other teams in the American League. I, I don't buy Tampa. 
I don't either. Go around to win multiple series. Uh, yeah, I worry about yeah. the injuries, and I worry about the workload that Shane McClanahan has had. A hundred and ten point two innings pitched in eighteen starts. Uh, Kluber is not the old Kluber of old. I mean, he's still he's serviceable. A, he's, he's, ad- still he's still adequate. good. He's adequate. Yeah, but 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 that's what you worry and, about with the Rays going. And then the Blue Jays. I don't. I would much rather have a Blue Jays to miss the playoff ticket in my pocket. Sure. Than a Blue Jays American League Championship. Uh, ticket at this point but it's interesting because the odds dictated the top five are all pretty congested the, re- the rest of them blue jays are 16 to 1 when the rest of the field is really eight to one or shorter that's all the time we have today he's wes reynolds i'm jeff Parles. we'll do it again soon wes on this program it's been betting across america jvt football betting guide show coming up next This is VSIN, the sports betting network. Whether you're a novice or. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare